0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Crossover Across Time podcast, and we are back for our first episode of our conference finals coverage. The conference finals of the 2023 NBA playoffs, four teams remain in the chase for the uh, for this year's Larry O'Brien trophy. Uh, so things are getting very exciting. I, of course, am your host, Karsten. Uh, Welcome to the show or welcome back to the show. Whether you are tuning in for the first time or you've been listening previously, we welcome you to the show and appreciate your support. Um, With me on a Monday here, uh, I'm joined by our Monday co-host, who also happens to be my good friend, Wyatt. How are you doing today, Wyatt?
1: I'm doing good, Karsten. It's been a busy last little while. We got to go on a vacation, a cruise in the Caribbean last week, which was super fun. And then we flew in. Saturday night to Vegas and drove back to Cedar and then drove up to Salt Lake yesterday to make it for a funeral and viewing and stuff today and tomorrow. My wife's grandpa passed away. So right. It's been busy and highs and lows, but you know. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that that is life. And I mentioned to you before the podcast, but I'll I'll say it again, you know, condolences for that that situation but um yeah definitely highs and lows i'm curious you mentioned you you flew into vegas you didn't stop for a a minute and and try your hand at any of the the slots or anything like that
1: (laughs) no i i did pull a few slots on the cruise ship they have a casino because they give you you know when you book a room they give you like some account allowance basically where you know with your room you get 60 bucks or something to spend on the cruise sure but you can't like take it home with you or anything so i'm like well i guess I'll just go pull you know i didn't spend it all at the slots i spent like 30 or 40 bucks on the slots and went and did a few other things with the other money but it was one of those things i was like might as well i mean they can't really do anything (laughs) else with this money
0: that's a good point besides
1: buy more food like there's fancier food on the ship that you could buy with money but they already have so much (laughs) <laughs> like good food i didn't see the sense in buying more food
0: yeah that's a good point did you happen to win anything i'm guessing probably not
1: i did not but my brother bridger he he won like 70 bucks so oh ooh. and he got to keep that money correct yeah he, he got to cash that out so
0: gotcha well congratulations yeah. to him that's a nice little I know. <laughs> nice little payout <laughs> absolutely well we'll go ahead and get started and uh we start with uh last night's game our only game that we have to to cover the final game of the second round and it, we we went into it it was game 7 winner go home uh the Celtics and the Sixers uh this game in Boston of course with the Celtics having the 2 seed versus the Sixers 3 seed and series tied 3 to 3 of course you know and It felt like the momentum, of course, was in Boston's favor, but there was a chance that Philadelphia could have won this. Um, But I did not expect this outcome quite. You know, I thought it would be a relatively close game, and it was through the first half. Uh, You know, there were 11 lead changes throughout that whole first half. No one leading by more than nine points, and that was actually the Sixers that had uh, a couple different points, nine-point leads. And then you get into the third quarter and the Celtics go on this massive run. I mean, they go into go into the third quarter leading by just a couple of points. By the end of the third quarter, they're leading by 26 points. And, you know, game is almost over at that point. And it's just such a... A wild turn of events. Celtics led big throughout the fourth quarter and, and kind of easily punched their ticket to the to, to the conference finals. Just just wild to see. Um, And and we'll chat for a minute about this game, the series outcome. But before we do that, I'll run through the stats with you for the Sixers. Uh, their leading scorer, Tobias Harris, 19 points, five boards, uh, Tyrese Maxey, 17 points, four assists, three rebounds. 15 points, eight boards, two blocks for Joel Embiid, 11 points for PJ Tucker, nine points for James Harden with seven assists, six rebounds, two steals, a block. Uh, also worth mentioning Joel Embiid was four turnovers. James Harden was five turnovers. Um, not a lot of bench scoring. The most points off the bench for any sixer was seven points for DeAnthony Melton, And, uh, And just not a lot of inspired performance from the Sixers, at least, you know, especially that second half. Meanwhile, for the Celtics, just the opposite. In fact, it's interesting because in the first round of the playoffs with that Kings Warrior series, Stephen Curry, if you remember, he had that phenomenal game seven, he had 50 points. And that performance actually set a new standard for most points in a game seven. Well, now that record has been broken just a matter of weeks later. Jason Tatum, 51 points, 13 rebounds, along with five assists and two steals. And it seemed like he just couldn't miss. I mean, especially third quarter, lighting it up. Jalen Brown also scoring big, 25 points for him, six boards, uh, two steals, two blocks as well. And those were the only double-figure scores for Boston. I mean, they had 12 points for Malcolm Brogdon, handful of points from some of the other guys, Horford with 10 boards and three blocks, two steals, you know, so solid enough team performance, but Tatum just played out of his mind. You know, it seems like ever since I made that comment about a week or two ago where, oh, Tatum, he's kind of inconsistent. You don't know which version you're going to get. He's just been on tear, and especially in this game, he certainly, you know, proved that point wrong. So love to be proven wrong in that kind of a circumstance. Um, Huge game for him. But, Wyatt, maybe I'll let you kind of lead off with the, um, you know, the Sixers side of it because that's really the the most intriguing. We knew that Boston, you know, should stand a pretty good chance of being able to make the the conference finals with their their regular season record and the way their team played. Um the Sixers were either going to have you know an early exit again or they were going to be a deep kind of team and it's just been another disappointing kind of season. Um maybe your take on what the future holds for this Sixers squad. Um in terms of, you know, the off season, this, you know, specific iteration of the team, maybe just kind of your general thoughts on that at this point.
1: Yeah. I mean, with the Sixers, I feel like there's definitely some moves that they could probably make to improve their roster, but I think largely they just need to uh, figure things out a little sooner. You know, they kind of took a long time to get going this season Mm-hmm. and then once they finally did they were pretty solid for a good long stretch mm-hmm. i mean i felt like they were you know if i had to pick one team that i thought was uh you know maybe the most dominant there was there was a little stretch where i would have selected them <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know obviously last night they, did not play good at all. I mean, and Harden had nine points and Embiid with 15. That's just, you know, you can't have guys that are being paid that much score that little. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. They they definitely need to work it out so that that doesn't happen next hmm. year, in the at least in the playoff run. But I think that might be due to a late – start of them getting everything worked out and sorting out all their uh chemistry and how they work together, but you know, maybe not. It seemed like they had it figured out for a long time. Who knows what happened really?
0: Yeah, it's a great point. You know, and um yeah they absolutely the end of the season they were one of the hottest teams, you know, and felt like they had a, a great shot of things. And you know I'm I'm disappointed that we have to revisit the conversation around, Oh, can James Harden get it done? Because he has been such a great player and he's, he's had, I mean, with the Rockets, you know, he had some pretty underrated deep playoff runs, you know, and, but when he has a performance like that alongside Joel and Bede and, you know, it makes it harder to, you know, make that case, Hey, look at what he has done in the past. And, You know, these kind of performances have been a little bit more often and a little more recent than you would like to see, you know, and, and Harden in particular is a really intriguing proposition because, um, I believe, and I'm looking at the specifics, trying to find it, um, I think he has a player option this off season, um, and so the question is whether he's back for the Sixers next year, or if he's re-signing with another team. Um, one team that's getting thrown out as a team for Harden to sign with is the Houston Rockets. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not sure why he would do that at this point. You know, they're still building. Um, but, and he's, you know, obviously towards the, the end of his career, kind of in the twilight at, in certain ways, but Maybe that kind of a piece. Do you think that Harden would leave, like if that was an option, or do you think that there's enough with the Sixers team to feel like he should stay because they're, you know, they're right there? They don't, you know, next year or the year after, they could be, you know, winning a championship with the right circumstances.
1: Yeah. If he was smart, I would, I would think he should stay. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you said, I feel like they're a contending team you know, next year. uh, And, you know, yeah, they could sort some things out and improve their roster, but they have the makings to be a very successful team. And if Embiid stays and Harden stays, I think, you know, there's no reason why they, they shouldn't be successful, along with all their other supporting cast, of course.
0: Right, yeah. and And maybe there's you know, some small tweaks they can make to depth, but it seems like they are there, you know, so that makes yeah. that that conversation like Houston, even more intriguing. I
1: would definitely not select Houston as my destination if I was Harden.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, you know. Him with Jalen Green, oh boy, the the shot selection on that team would be, <laughs> <laughs> would be a sight to behold. Um, Yeah, you know, and the other thing I want to just touch on before we – jump to the next segment i just think this conversation around doc rivers gets more and more intriguing you know because of course the track record and his coaching resume starts with a championship you know he he had not been coaching for very long when they won that championship in 08 with the celtics i mean he'd had a job previously with the orlando magic where he was a surprise coach of the year winner um went to Boston, was with, you know, some middling teams. And then Danny Ainge makes that, you know, the famous trades and brings Garnett and Ray Allen in, you know, and that team that season, it almost seems like anyone. And I, I hate to say that to try and discredit his, his coaching abilities, but it seemed like almost anyone could have won that championship with those players and how driven they were to win a title, you know, And he's had sustained playoff appearances and competitiveness, but more and more recently, it just seems like those teams haven't gotten it done, you know, whether it was, whether it's the Sixers or whether before that it was, you know, the, the LA Clippers, you know, that's something that I think is worth at least discussing Um, and something to keep an eye on as well. Do the Sixers keep, Doc Rivers in the fold. Do they look for a new coach? You know, so it seems like with the coaching turnover we've had, and we'll get to that in just a moment, Doc Rivers would be the next one right out the door because he's lost two years in a row in the second round. It seems like that's, you know, the standard is if you're not winning a championship, you're out. Um, anyways, I'm starting to get on the soapbox. Let me soap, soapbox, let me step <laughs> down for a second. And uh let's move on to um our next segment, and that is gonna be our our key news. Oh, and perfect transition, because that's actually our first news item. Uh, For the Phoenix Suns, Monty Williams, head coach who helped guide them to the finals in 2021, and who was the winningest head coach over the past three seasons across the entire NBA, uh, the Suns have fired him, which, you know, a lot of these moves it feels like are either to appease, you know, a front office or to appease – a fan base where it's like, Hey, we're doing something, you know, we know we're, we're upset with what happened. We got to make a change. And I will admit the elimination games, the last two years in the playoffs have been pretty rough situations, you know, huge losses at home, but I don't know if that's the right answer to, to ditch Monty Williams. Why? I don't know if you're, what your thoughts might be on that
1: no i agree i think I think firing a coach has been kind of a cop out lately mm-hmm. in the n b a where it's like all right, let's do something to appease you know whoever like you said, but um it really it's just kind of a band aid over a more serious issue mm-hmm. absolutely yeah
0: um yeah, so it it's interesting, but um that's that's the news. Another item, this came up, and I was just, you know, so in disbelief to see this and it was shaking my head. News from the Memphis Grizzlies John Morant is going to be suspended after a new viral social media video uh, has come out. And I got the news yesterday on on Sunday, and apparently it was, you know, an Instagram live or something like that where, John Morant's in the passenger seat and he appears to pull a gun up, you know, he's, he's holding a gun. And so he's going to be suspended and it's just, you know, it's been a matter of a couple of months since the whole ordeal we had with the last video, you know, and there was, we, we heard about John Morant being contrite and sincere in discussions with Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, you know, with the Grizzlies organization, going to counseling, you know, interviews with ESPN, all this stuff. And just a month or so later after a disappointing playoff loss, he did have an injury in that series. We shouldn't ignore that, but just to have this so soon after that, you know, it's just what is, what is going on, you know, and, and why, why, why is this happening again? I don't know. Why maybe your thoughts um on this? Did you did you see the video? Did you happen to hear about this?
1: I didn't see the video, but yeah, I did I did see. I couldn't believe it either. When I <laughs> I was like, when it first popped up, I was like, oh, this has gotta be like an old headline, you know, like for some reason I'm getting an ad for this a month after the fact, you know, because yeah. every once in a while that happens. But <laughs> I opened the article and read it, and I was like, nope, it just happened again. And I was really kind of ticked, honestly. <laughs> I was like, seriously, Joe? Like, yeah. you got everything in the world going for you, mm-hmm. and you do that again? Yeah. And you, yeah, know, you know, the repercussions have to be more severe this time than they were last time, because obviously, you know, wasn't punished severely enough, so
0: yeah certainly well i mean last time it was an eight game like they took a while to decide and they were like oh we'll do an eight game suspension but he's already been sitting out for a while so really it'll be like three or four games right, right. um so what is that going to look like for next season 20 games 30 games i mean it, who knows for sure i you know obviously but um you know i you brought up a good point being like it ticked about it almost, you know, because his talent and his athleticism is, you know, first rate. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, on par with like LeBron at a high school, as far as his just innate natural abilities, you know, he, he's phenomenal, you know, and he, it seems like he puts in a good amount of work along with that to, to make sure his game is solid and well rounded and you know they've got a good they had a good team going and then just to have stuff like this off the court to let it impact and there's you know the talk we had early you know there's something to be said for a younger guy who needs that guidance but at the same time he's been in the league a number of years for this to happen multiple times and after having reached out to support, you know, counseling and, you know, I'm sure the organization, the, his, you know, agent and management and whatever that looks like, you know, there's plenty of structure and support to make sure that he can stay on the right track, you know? And if he's continually making this kind of decision, it's, it's not great, you know? So anyways, we, we don't want to beat, beat the, proverbial dead horse too much here but um just an update of course we'll update you as well with any you know uh specifics of a suspension and what that would look like so um the last item this is a little more uh a good note here to end on with the news um the nba has announced the finalists for the 2023 kareem abdul jabbar social justice champion uh, award there are five finalists this year they are Stephen Curry of the Golden State Warriors, Jaron Jackson Jr. of the Memphis Grizzlies, um, Trey Jones of the San Antonio Spurs, Chris Paul of the Phoenix Suns, and Grant Williams of the Boston Celtics. Congratulations to all five of those players. Um, I'm sure that will be announced sometime soon. I'm not sure if there is a specific date listed yet, but um regardless of who wins it, all the all five of those guys, from what we've Red, it seems like they're all pretty well-deserving. So um, congratulations to them. But otherwise, that's our, our news, not a lot of items. Let's real quick get into the meat of our episode today, and that's our conference finals previews. We didn't have any games tonight. The first game of the conference finals of either series will be tomorrow. And uh, we can start with that Nuggets-Lakers series. Um, Wyatt, I think I know who you'll be rooting for. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I I'm just curious, your initial thoughts. Nuggets Lakers what do you think we're going to see
1: Yeah I mean you're right I think I am going to root for the Lakers but it's actually a harder to, I mean kind of a harder decision than I expected <laughs> because the Nuggets are one of those teams that hasn't seen like a NBA championship in quite some time or at and, all you know Yeah or at all that's right at all <laughs> and they and uh you know they're kind of you know i i, I don't want to call them low budget but they definitely don't have the money that like L, the lakers and like yeah you know, some of the new york teams celtics and stuff
0: i think you're looking okay. for small market
1: yeah there you go small market that's a better way of putting it <laughs> so budget. like it, it's kind it's kind of nice to see like a team like that be so successful yeah. And, you know, I like their... I like Jokic. I like how they play. Um, but, yeah, from a basketball standpoint, I think the it could be a very close um, series, but I think the key for the Lakers is going to be of course like it is with for every team slowing down Jokic you know mm-hmm. um because the man is ridiculous yeah. uh, and you know i think you know you can't you can't really stop him from scoring at least not consistently like he's going to get his and there's not a lot you can do about that but what i think they need to focus on is great, like, off-ball defense um, mm-hmm. and, you know, contesting the passing lanes, you know, guarding the passing lanes. Because if they can slow down the amount of assists that Jokic gets, then I think that um we'll be able to give them the edge. And then, yeah. you know, their um, other personnel, I feel like, you know, they don't have to worry about like Jamal Murray is not gonna put the Nuggets on their be- on his back and carry them through this series. Um, so I think if they can if they can slow down Jokic a little bit, then that's gonna be the edge mm-hmm. that will let the Lakers get the victory in this series. Um, and then conversely, you know the Lakers ha- or the Nuggets have to, you know, be able to utilize <laughs> Jokic and not let him get slowed down so
0: yeah yeah definitely well and i think that i like for the lakers them being able to have anthony davis on Jokic. you know you look at right the nuggets you would have thought with that timberwolves series that you know gobert with carl anthony towns that they would have been able to to muck things up a little bit more for Jokic than they did. They kind of disappointed Mm -hmm. on that aspect. And then in the next series against the Suns, Deandre Ayton as solid and serviceable as he's been going up against Jokic was just like, it, it it was an unfair, unfair matchup. And so for Davis to be on Jokic, I think that's going to be a lot better. You mentioned the wingspan being able to, to disrupt passes, be, uh, you know, maneuverable that way. Um, I'm intrigued as far as how the nuggets check LeBron. I mean, LeBron has not been the same kind of takeover games LeBron that we saw in Cleveland. And I think it would be unfair to expect that, but his size and his ability to, to finish inside to, to make plays like a Jokic, you know, he's he's a great playmaker in his own right. Um, I'm not sure who the Nuggets have that can slow him down. With the Warriors, he had you know Wiggins, Draymond Green, um, you know maybe even like a guy like a Jamaicel Green, uh, or Clay Thompson, guys that could kind of match up with the Nuggets. I don't really see a lot of. I mean, Aaron Gordon maybe, you know, he could maybe be serviceable there, and then Michael Porter Jr. can try and hold his own, but um, size wise. I don't see what the Nuggets have to be able to Jeff Green could be interesting there. Um, but otherwise, you know, that's that's kind of the intrigue for me. But both ways, I think there's a lot of um a lot of intrigue. Um, and you mentioned Jamal Murray, you know, and him not carrying the team on his back. And I think you're probably pretty close to the mark there. But we shouldn't forget, of course, this is a rematch of the 2020. Uh, conference finals Nuggets Lakers and in that conference finals despite the Lakers winning the series that whole playoffs Jamal Murray was was unstoppable right and so yeah
1: he played very good ball
0: yeah so like and he's been great this playoffs so you know and I'm sure you're not meaning to discount his effort you're talking about like averaging 50 every game and right know, yeah yeah And I don't think we'd see quite that, but if he can have, you know, shades of his 2020 run and Jokic is at this MVP level, then it could be very difficult for the Lakers. So, um, Mm -hmm. so that it's going to be a great series. I think it's going to be fantastic to watch. And of course, game one will be uh, that Tuesday game. So super excited to see what we could see there um, with that matchup. Another small note for us jazz fans it's a matchup of two jazz rivals uh the nuggets and the <laughs> lakers are you know historic rivals of the jazz so that's a you know our own little perspective on the series so it should be interesting um and then as far as that second series goes um this is a rematch of last year's conference finals and 2020's conference finals as well these teams are very intimately familiar with each other uh the boston celtics and the miami heat face off once again celtics the higher seed heat uh an eight seed this time around Celtics a two seed um I don't know maybe we just directly compare this to last season do you think we've got another seven game series on our hands do you think one team has more of an advantage this time around what are your thoughts there
1: I don't know honestly like you'd expect Boston to have the advantage you know mm-hmm. I feel like you know, they've been the better team all year. They, uh, aren't like Jason Tatum's on a powerful streak right now. And I don't know. I, I would kind of expect the Celtics to win this in five or six, mm. but the, the, uh, wild card, so to say is Jimmy Butler. Cause you know, he, is phenomenal sometimes um yeah and this playoff run he's he kind of has picked up the heat and just carried them on his back in a lot of ways through their series so far and Mm -hmm. i think he could definitely do that in this series as well except I feel like he's got some pretty tough matchups to go up against. I mean, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, he could potentially match up with either of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, they might be able to have some success slowing him down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, the front court is intriguing too. Um, I mean this time around the heat didn't have Kevin Love last time and having him at that four with an Al Horford they sort of play in similar ways you think about you know at this point in their careers their best trait is you know solid rebounding they can hit they can get you some points with some um some stretch ability the three pointer um Horford of course a much better defender than Kevin Love Kevin Love probably a little more mobile, so so that's intriguing. But then, of course, Robert Williams versus Bam Adebayo. Williams has just been re- you know, finally after a long time has finally kind of reclaimed that starting spot at center, and so him back in that spot and not dealing with the injuries that have been kept him out, kept him out for so long, and you know, I think had started to impact him in that last year's conference finals that could be intriguing as well and then of course the the depth piece with um the you know the warriors not the warriors i'm 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 losing my mind dude i had a train of thought <laughs> and the train must have derailed and and ran over something because i completely lost my train of thought um <laughs> the the depth that's what i was going to say with the heat You know, Hero and Oladipo both out and they were key parts of that series last year. And so that could be a really big factor here, especially with the Celtics gaining depth with Malcolm Brogdon joining Derek White, uh, who's maintained a big contributor. You know, Sam Hauser even has been has elevated his level of play that could be the difference maker and lead to kind of what you're talking about. the Celtics being able to take the series in in six games, maybe five games. Um, so I, yeah. so I agree with you there. Sorry. I, I, again, that was a, I don't know what happened to me for about 10 seconds. I just totally collapsed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's, that's really the key points. And again, this has been a recent, you know, this is the third time in four years. A lot of us know the stakes, any closing thoughts on that before we move on to uh, the rest of the show?
1: No, I mean, it's. I'm really excited for the uh, conference championships. I think it's going to be great basketball on both sides. I am especially excited for the Nuggets-Lakers series. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be very close, very competitive, and, you know, very exciting, which is kind of funny because all year it seems like the East has been <laughs> the much more dominant conference you know and it's kind of been like oh eastern conference is the one to watch but now it's like it seems like the western championship is going to be a lot more entertaining just because i feel like the eastern one's a little more uh there's a little bit more of a gap in the talent levels or i guess my expectations of how that series will go
0: right absolutely well and like we've said we'll we'll see what happens for sure but one last comment on our conference finals matchups. We do of course have pretty good odds of having Celtics Lakers in the finals and it'd be the first time yeah. in, in 13 years. And they would both be chasing the the league lead in championships for a franchise. So that'd be very exciting to see. Um, all right. So with that, with that, we've, we've previewed our series. Let's go ahead and get you prepped for, The schedule of those games and uh, it's pretty straightforward. We're just having game one of one series next day, game one of the other series. Then after that game two and uh, you know, a a game each day. It's pretty straightforward Uh, and it starts tomorrow on Tuesday, the 16th uh, on ESPN. Uh, And by the way, all the times that I will give you, these are the start times for the games. These are in Eastern standard time. So keep that in mind in your planning uh, for this week on Tuesday at ES, on ESPN at eight 30. We have game one of the Western conference finals, the Denver nuggets hosting the Los Angeles Lakers, your one seed, your seven seed. We've given you a bit of a preview. Uh, should be a great series to watch as will be the Eastern conference finals, which will start on Wednesday, the 17th. Uh, that series will be on TNT also at 8:30 uh where the Boston Celtics the 2 seed will host the 8 seed Miami Heat um and interestingly enough throughout these conference finals the each series will have a home on a different channel so the Celtics and the Heat game 1 on TNT it looks like the whole series will be on TNT whereas the western conference finals all of those games will be on ESPN and or ABC which is a, a you know partnered channel so that's certainly intriguing you go to thursday the 18th espn at 8 30 you have game two of the nuggets and the lakers again denver will host that game and then on friday the 19th tnt at 8 30 you have celtics and heat so interesting to have those channels dedicated to each of those games um or to each of those series, rather. Uh, so that, that'll that take us through this first week. By Friday, we'll have the first two games of each series decided, and maybe that'll be a fun little uh, predictor for us since we'll get into it in just a moment. Our our early playoff predictions are kind of bunk at this point. Wyatt, let's make some short-term predictions for where either series will stand or where both series will stand after these first two games, what the record will be. Uh yeah right right off the bat uh no prep time go what are your thoughts record after two games
1: uh one-to-one for lakers and nuggets and 2-0 for the celtics in the celtics heat
0: really okay so you've taken the celtics to you know secure home court keep do, do their job at home despite the heat having stolen uh I think they stole Game One in each of their first two playoff series.
1: Yeah, I think they did.
0: Right, but you're, you're predicting them not to do that. Interesting. I think.
1: Well, certainly... to be fair, you didn't give me time to think, so anyway. <laughs> I didn't. I did not. No. <laughs> but
0: I was just about to say, I think that's you know valid as far as our kind of thoughts that the Celtics could be it, uh, you know, they could have a chance of taking it in five or six games. I think that would lead to, you know, 2-0 start. I think that's certainly in the realm of possibility. Um, And then, yeah, I'd also generally agree with 1-1 for for Lakers Nuggets. I would almost even go uh, 2-0 for Nuggets to start the series, Um, which would seem like, you know, panic time for the Lakers, but I think that they've got, a underrated home court atmosphere in this year's playoffs and they could take games three and four, if that was the case. So um, yeah. apologies for not giving you you know, prep time. I thought that would be more entertaining. <laughs> no, <I'm> just,
1: <laughs> no, I liked, I liked the spur of the moment. Just quick one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, so those are the games you've only, you know, four games total across four days, one game each night. So that'll be easy to, keep track of and i like it because the games will start right after i get off work um so (laughs) i'll be able to tune right in and and be right there for the action um personally so that's very exciting um real quick this will be our final quote-unquote bracket check-in um because as i mentioned and as we posted on our instagram page uh, we'll take a second to plug that right now crossover across time all one word no capital letters we're on instagram Um, And we share various content from the show, as well as doing our best to like and share content from, uh, you know, across the NBA world. Um, So that podcast, along with, of course, listening to the podcast itself, are fantastic ways to stay up to date with what's going on in the NBA at the moment. Uh, But back to the original point, we posted this update on our Instagram page that um, all three of us myself Wyatt and Justin our other co-host who uh, helps out on Wednesdays uh, we all whiffed as far as making it (laughs) past the second round none of us picked any of the teams in the conference finals Um, so that may be fun to revisit it real quick I had the Kings and the Suns in the West uh, making it in the West and the Bucks and Sixers making it in the East Um, Wyatt you had the same East, Bucks and Sixers, but you had the Suns and the Warriors in the West. And mm-hmm. then Justin had also Bucks and Sixers in the East, but he had Grizzlies and Suns in the West. Um, safe to say none of those panned out, um, and we look like fools. But the good news for really? Wyatt is gotta... <laughs> Wyatt got the higher point total. Sorry, what were you going to say?
1: I was just going to say the Sixers and Bucks really disappointed there. (laughs) All of us had them picked.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. They, uh, that (laughs) Bucks were out in the first round. So we, we really whiffed on that one. But, um, yeah. So as I had just said, Wyatt won our point total. He had, he had a couple more series correct in the first round. Uh, and so that gave him 17 points versus, justin and i who tied with 13 so congratulations wyatt for winning our Thank bracket you. challenge you you've declared a winner a little earlier than we thought um <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I, I kind of bittersweet
0: bittersweet <laughs> yes. absolutely um i will say i'm working on the early um early you know early formulations of what this award will look like and we'll hopefully do it every year uh, a bracket challenge or or keep it going in some form but why right. why i'm working on it and i'll have it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i'll have it for you soon but um yeah that's our our final bracket check-in that won't really be a part of the um the you know playoff coverage from this point forward we might do some smaller you know predictions oh this weekend who do you think will win kind of like we did just barely with the the week game previews but um that'll be more you know Short term basis and uh, just fun, you know, additional stuff for the show. Um, But otherwise, that's really it for our show. You know, we had the one game to talk about. We've got you updated on the news. We've got you ready for this conference finals. Both series are going to be very exciting. Um, Nuggets and Lakers, especially intriguing, is why it talked about. Um, And we'll go ahead and give you our This Day in History fact before we wrap things up. And uh, for this one, we're going back to 2001. So a little while ago, um, Y and I would have been uh, mere toddlers at this time. Um, for this one, uh, May 15th of 2001, Alan Iverson of the Philadelphia 76ers was named the recipient of the Maurice Podoloff Trophy as the NBA's most valuable player for the 2000 to 2001 NBA season. At six foot even and 165 pounds, he became the shortest and lightest MVP In league history, in stark contrast to the most recent MVP and the uh, the next 76er to win that award after Iverson, it took that 22 years for for a Sixer to win it again. But Joel Embiid, you know, seven footer, seven one, and massive stands in stark contrast to Allen Iverson. But um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: cool to you know have that fact. Iverson, one of my favorite players. I think he's one of he's kind of like every player's, you know, on most players list, as far as favorites, you know, just his, what he was able to do at his size, his heart and, you know, culturally, that gets kind of talked about to death, but what he did for the culture of basketball and the, in the two thousands, you know, can't be overstated. So certainly a a memorable player to say the least. Um, But uh, yeah, I think with that fact that takes care of, the bulk of our show for you. We'll be back on Wednesday uh, with Justin. Uh, We did, we did have Justin last time. Hopefully we've got him again. If you remember last time, he kind of had to leave early in the show. It was an interesting, um, we had to MacGyver the show halfway through and figure out how to finish without him. But um, you know, we just got the show started a little bit later this time. We should be good on, on schedule. We'll, we'll give you some game summaries from the first games of, each conference finals, latest news, all that stuff. So definitely stay tuned for that. Otherwise, Wyatt, any closing thoughts before we uh before we finish up this episode of the podcast?
1: Uh I was gonna say go Lakers, but like like I mentioned earlier, I'm not super convinced that I'm cheering for the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> but go basketball <laughs> there we go the <laughs> conference finals. <laughs>
0: go basketball i will echo those sentiments thanks again and we'll be back with you on wednesday